0: Praise the Lord. Oh, man. God's good. I don't go by feelings, but boy, I feel it. I like it. You couldn't feel this feeling that I feel right now for a great length of time because, I mean, I don't think your natural body could, you'd wear it down. Praise the Lord. Well, today we're talking about baptism. We're going to be baptizing some people. Some have came, they've, they've arrived, they're here, they're ready to be baptized. Others aren't. Maybe you'll change your mind during the service. But should I be baptized or shouldn't I? Let's just let the Word answer the question. Amen? In Proverbs it says, and all you're getting, and all you're attaining, and all you're acquiring, get knowledge. Get knowledge. Knowledge of what? The Word. Who he, he, who he is, what He says about you, who you are in Him, what belongs to you. Get some knowledge of the Word of God. And all you're getting, get knowledge. That's why we unload Scripture and the Word of God week after week and break it down and go through so many Scriptures because I want you to understand it. I want you to get it. I don't mind if you depend on me, but I don't want you to depend on me. I want you to depend on Him. But I want you to know that It applies to you as well. You can lay hands on your wife, and you can lay hands on your husband, and you can speak life into your children, and you can do the exact same thing if you have an understanding of the Word of God, know who you are in Christ, what belongs to you, and the power and authority that's been given to you. So I want you to have an understanding of what's baptism, what's it mean. Explain it to me. Well, it would actually take a great length of time to cover everything that there is to cover about it, but in here, in just a few minutes, I'm going to explain it the best I can to you. Amen? And I can't help but think about going back to um, Noah. The Word of God says that evil was in their hearts continually. In The days of Noah, the planet Earth, all the people were there were evil. Evil faults, evil was in their hearts continually. So God sent some rain and it didn't stop. It flooded the earth. And I look at that story and I look at all the evil, everything that's contrary to God. All the bad stuff, all the unclean stuff went in the water, but it didn't come out. There's only one thing that came out of that water, and that was a man who was right, and his name was Noah, and his family came out of that water. But in that water, buried, it died, was wrong. Right came out and wrong went in. Praise the Lord. That's a picture of baptism. They were saved by the water from all the evil. All the other junk was Buried, drowned. It did. You think about the children of Israel. They were slaves. They found themselves as slaves in in Egypt, in a foreign land, a place they should have never been. They ended up as slaves. Can't go into the whole story, but there they are for hundreds of years. They have no money. They have no military might, no power. They have no way of getting out. But God says, apply the blood of the Lamb. So they applied the blood of the Lamb. Guess what? They got set free. They were slaves, but now they're free. Not only are they free, but the Word of God says they plundered the Egyptians. They left out free and rich. Free and rich. And on their way out, on their way to the promised land, What they had left behind, the slave and the bondage, was coming back for them. It was it was it was hot on their tail, wasn't it? But then they went across this Red Sea, because God parted the waters and they came out the other side. But you know what? When the Egyptians come across that sea, it closed in on them. Guess what? Guess what stayed in the water and didn't come out the other side? Slavery and bondage and their past. And your past is just that, it's the past. Praise the Lord. Action. That's what baptism is, is action. It's not talking, it's action. So I told Jackie the title of the sermon today was talking or walking. A lot of people talk, but do they walk? In other words, a new guy shows up at work and he's going to tell you everything he can do. Okay, that's real great. I've heard it a thousand times. Now just show me. Is can you back it up? Everything you say you can do, but can you do it? Because anybody can talk. I can talk a big game right now, make up some stuff about something I don't know nothing about, and probably convince a lot of people. I can tell you how good I am on a computer and how I rebuild and reprogram and do all this stuff with computers. That's how I make my living. Some of you would probably want my business card. But the fact of the matter is, I feel blessed if I can figure out how to turn the thing on. (laughs) Walking or talking? Walking or talking? I thought about Apollo Creed and Rocky. Rocky didn't say much. Apollo Creed, run that mouth. Run that mouth. He said, you're a chump and I'm the champ. And I'm going to beat you so bad, your granddaddy's going to feel it. He said all kinds of stuff to him. And Rocky didn't really say much. They said, you got anything to say about the champ? Rocky, but Apollo, he said, yeah, he's really a great guy. After he'd been saying all those terrible things about him, Rocky didn't talk nothing. You know, in the movie, stupid, a man can't take that kind of a beating. I mean, for real. But nevertheless, Rocky didn't talk. He just went out there and walked. And he won. He came out victorious, talking or walking. Don't be a talker. I said Wednesday night about, I think it was Wednesday, maybe the Wednesday before, I don't remember, but... Nevertheless, someone just cussed a few of us out, cussing people out, let them have it, found a key chain, had the name of the church on the key chain. I thought, well, I'm a Christian. i not only a Christian, I'm a pastor, but I thought if I weren't a Christian or if I was on the fence or if I'm trying, I'm struggling here, I'm going to see no difference between you and the world except that tag on your car keys. The shirt you wear that says Seven Mile Ministry, I hope that's not the only thing different between you and the world. The cross necklace, that, that need not be the only thing different between you and the world. Amen? Praise the Lord. The baptism is an action that identifies us with what we believe. It's what you believe. We express what we believe. I believe it. It's an act of obedience. I believe this word. I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I believe it. I want you to know I believe it. I want the whole world to know I believe it. I'm going to go in down into the water and be baptized just like Jesus, right in front of everybody, anybody wants to watch. Amen. It's an action that identifies you with what you believe. So the question is, do you believe it? Do you want to be identified with what you believe? So number one thing I've got written down right here is action of obedience. It's an action of obedience. Now Jesus says right here in Matthew the 28th chapter and the 19th verse, this is the last conversation he has with the 11, because there's only 11. Judas had committed suicide. It says, There go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And it says, Baptizing him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now notice there he didn't say, Go for, make disciples of all nations and build some churches. Go for, make disciples and um, wear one of those WWJD bracelets. <laughs> what would Jesus do? Make disciples and get you one of them Jesus crosses? Get a picture of the Last Supper hanging on you all? No, he says, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of who? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, it's, 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 it's deeper than just a head knowledge. It's just saying, once this gets down in the, your heart, this is something you should want. Praise the Lord. So the work takes place on the inside. The the baptism and other things I'm talking about, people recognizing the difference between you and the world, that's something on the outside. But it's an inward work that's manifested in an outward expression. Amen? Y'all remember being back in school, and some of you are still in school, and uh, two people are fixing to get in the fight. And it pushes. Don't push me again. It pushes again. You hit me first. No, you hit me first. And they go back and forth, and they're bumping chest, and they're doing all this. And you're sitting there watching it, and you're like, just hit him already. I mean, <laughs> punch him out. Do something. We don't want to watch. Y'all remember that? I know. I'm sure everybody in here was trying to break it up. When what if you did the pay-per-view for the heavyweight title of the world, and they come out there, and they push and bump chest? Does anybody want to see that? That's just a bunch of talking. Talking about how bad I'm fixing to whoop, you know, we want to see somebody get knocked out. I mean, that's just, we're weird. If you think about it, it's kind of strange. I don't, I mean, it's just something, it's fun to watch boxing, and watch people get knocked out. I I enjoy it. (laughs) And like I said, it is kind of strange, really, why you don't want to see another man get his jaw broke and nose rearranged, but... I don't know. I kind of like it. So anyway, (laughs) it's an action of obedience. And Jesus tells us, go baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So why to be baptized? Well, number one, like I said, action of obedience. Number two, action of identification. It identifies you. It tells people who you are. It's an action of identification, saying, hey, this is who I am. I believe in Jesus. I'm a follower of Christ. Watch this. I'm going to be baptized in front of everybody. In other words, I'm not ashamed. I'm unashamed. Praise the Lord. John was telling people, John the Baptist, that's where he gets his name. He's baptizing people, but he's telling people to repent, to be baptized, Repent, turn to God, be baptized. And he's out preaching this message. It's something that Isaiah prophesied like 700 years prior to this. And I've got the scripture for you where Isaiah did prophesy. He says, the voice of one crying in the the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. But you've heard that quoted before. A voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Well, that's John the Baptist. And they asked John the Baptist, who do you think you are? And he said, I'm the one that Isaiah was prophesying about. I'm that one. I'm the voice crying in the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord. That's me. And if you read and you study and you look at John the Baptist, he basically had one message with three points. And he preached the same one every single time. It never changed. It was the same thing every time. I thought about if I came in here every Sunday and said, Hello, church. Good to see everybody. My message today is the same message it was last Sunday. It's repent, turn to God, and be baptized. Repent is what John said. Repent. What is repent? Come to the altar, fall on your face, cry, beg God, plead God. Ooh, Lord, I messed up. No, that's not it at all. Because I've come to an altar and cried and pleaded and begged God and got up and left and went and did the exact same thing that I had asked forgiveness for. That's not repenting. Repenting is very, very simple. Now, people like to make it into something complicated, but it's not. And someone told me, you've got to repent every day. Well, I hope not. Dear Lord... I mean, what are you doing? To have to repent every day. I mean, how many sins can you get into? There's only so much. But I'm walking this way, which is south. And I'm going to stop. And I'm going to turn. And I'm going to walk this way. That's repenting. And this right here could be a, lot, a host of things sin let's just lump it all up with sin i'm walking this way i'm going to repent from this sin and i'm walking away from it i'm running away from it i'm getting as far away from it as i can that's repent they said turn to god why turn to god why not turn to something else or why was he specific turn to god because a lot of times we do repent we turn from this problem but we turn to something else besides god we turn from this relationship into another relationship or we return from this bad habit and only find ourselves in another bad habit. It's repent. Turn from that. But you have to turn to God. Turn your face to, the, to God like a flint. And stay that way. Amen. Amen. Then he says get baptized. The word there is baptizo. There's really not an English word for it. We call it Baptized, baptizo. So, what that means is to immerse, uh, wash, to be cleansed, to clean. And so, you have to think about John the Baptist. He's out there, and this is the public place of water where people came and washed their clothes and washed their hair and uh, probably went swimming. I mean, they didn't just fire up the shower and take a shower. They didn't throw her in the front-loading washing machine. They went down and washed their clothes at the river to a pool of water somewhere, find some water. So here's people out here, and they're cleaning their clothes. Perhaps somebody's out there washing their hair. It don't take me long to wash my hair. In fact, I hadn't used shampoo in 10 years. Don't need it. I mean, it's only an eighth-inch long. But people's out there in the river washing, and here comes, here comes John the Baptist out in the river. Repent. Turn to God, baptizo. So you have to put yourself in their position thinking, what the heck's he talking, what's he think we're doing? I am, I'm over here, I've been washing on this the past 10 minutes trying to get this stain out, I am washing. But see, it's a revelation. That was a word that was used in their culture, baptizo, like we're going on a date tonight and I just want you to know my hair has been (laughs) Baptizoed. It's been washed. You know what I mean? I mean, we take showers and shampoo and things for granted. I want to tell you, I went by my sister's house the other day. That head, that, well, she's you know she's pregnant. She's like she swallowed a couple bowling balls. But that she ain't she ain't washed that hair in like a month. I'm serious. That hair was so nappy and greasy. I said, hey, Captain D's called. They want their grease back. <laughs> Dang. So if I was thinking, good Lord, if I if John went on a date with her, they wouldn't be married. That was the, that's how she showed up. But if that hair's been baptized, so man, clean's clean. In other words, that meant that really it meant something. It meant something. It's not just getting dunked in the swimming pool. You see, some people had a revelation to realize. Wash. Or to be washed of something. See, it did mean to wash. Wash your clothes, wash your hair. But John the Baptist, the way he's presented it, means to be washed of something. Whew. That just made me feel real fuzzy all over. To be washed of something. Basically, people are saying I identify with what he's saying. I identify with the word that's coming out of his mouth, which is the word. And you and I, we we identify with the gospel. A revelation. Time to be washed of something. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's a public declaration of a new association. A public declaration of a new association. You shouldn't... Have been a Christian for 50 years and nobody knows that you're a Christian. Oh, you're a Christian? I never knew that. That would really—that should be weird if somebody just found out you're a Christian, but they've known you for for five minutes. I say 50 years. They should know you're a Christian immediately. I can be around somebody and pick it up immediately. Hey, where you go to church? How you know I even go, dude? I can tell. I can, I can sense. I can pick it up. Or, hey, would you like to come to church? Because I can tell if you do go, you're not listening. <laughs> what about married? What if you're married and nobody knows it? Oh, you're married? I never knew it. I've been knowing you for 20 years. did he know you had a wife. Oh, you've got a husband? Huh, I didn't know that. Well, they ought to know it if you're married. Praise the Lord. Know it and there uh, um, should be, um, if you're in love, let me say it like this. One time I was in high school, okay, and uh, I, there's a couple of girls I had my eye on. And uh, I went out with one of them. And eh, I didn't really like her that much. And, but, you know, I was going to keep her just, just in case. So then I went out with this other girl. I didn't really like her that much, but she was cute. You know, they are both equally cute. Didn't really like either one of them. So I was like, well, this is a dude or something else better presents itself. That's terrible. <laughs> but, you know, I was just a kid. And uh, I remember when I would pass them in high school, down the hall, I'd be like, what's up? i just keep on going. I didn't stop and talk with them. I didn't want anybody to know I was going out with them. I especially didn't want the other girl to know that I was going out with her. You know, I was trying to keep it a secret. I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want anybody to even think that was my girlfriend because I didn't like her that much. I mean, I really didn't like her that much at all, to be honest. But see, then all of a sudden, you meet the right one, and now you're in love, and you want everybody to know you don't care who knows it. Yep, that's my girlfriend right there. Yep, that's my fiance, and you got her on your arm, and you're wearing her proudly going, yes, this is my wife. I'm proud of her. I'm, I'm excited. I'm in love. It's like the movie Elf. You know, they're sitting around the table right there trying to get that book ready on Christmas Eve, and here comes Buddy the Elf in, and Miles Finch is there, the little short fella, and Buddy the Elf comes in with his... I've seen it a bunch of times. Buddy the Elf comes in with his hat on, and he swings around, and he throws his hat, and he says, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. And then he looked, and he goes... I didn't know you had elves working here. <laughs> Does Santa know you left the workshop? And the guy got mad. And he said, just go ahead. Go ahead with what you're, this picture. He goes, did you take a reindeer to get here? And then the guy gets really mad. And he says, friend, let me tell you, I got houses and, and, and Paris and Vail and 70-inch plasma screen TVs and cars and girls and money and all this stuff. And you feeling froggy, call me elf one more time. And he said, you're an angry elf. And he jumps up on the table and he drop kicks him. He throws him in the floor and he flips him back on the table, puts him in a headlock. He says, Call me elf one more time. And he says, You're an elf. So he threw him, knocked the chairs over, knocked the picture off the wall. The glass breaks. Miles Finch gets his book, leaves the room. And there's Buddy. And he stands up and he says, He must be a South Pole elf. <laughs> Y'all seen the movie, right? I've seen it. A bunch. But my point to that whole story, all that other stuff's nonsense. But he came in, he said, I'm in love. Remember he fell in love with a girl there at the toy store. And uh, that's a hilarious movie. You're not, <laughs> you're not the real Santa Claus. You smell like beef and cheese. But anyway, he fell in love with that girl. And he said, I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. That, that's what baptism is. In other words, I'm in love with Jesus. I don't care who knows it. He's the one that came and saved me. He died on the cross for me. He forgave my sins. He's been merciful to me. He's extended grace to me, a grace that abounds and oversee, overshadows all my sin. He saved me from the pits of hell. I don't care who knows it. You want to pray right here at the store? Let's pray. You want to talk about Jesus right here? Let's talk about Jesus. Unashamed, bold. In love and don't care who knows it. Go public with what happened in your heart. Amen? See, I had something happen in my heart. And this right here is going public with it. This is a wedding ring. It's right there. That means I'm married. There's an association I have with my wife. And that association should change mine and your conversation. In other words, if you say... Hey, Pastor Red, you looking fine today. <laughs> I'm gonna hold up that ring. That should change your expectation. Because of my association. Don't be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? It should change your expectation. Tell my wife was working out at the gym. Some dude came up, sat down beside her, and he looked over at her, and he said, oh, is that what I, that ring, is that what I think that is? And she said, yes, yeah, it's an engagement ring. And he said, all right, and he, dang, and he got up and walked off. She told me, got no problem with that. Can't blame him, I mean. But when he saw the association, that changed the expectation. <laughs> it always should. Y'all better listen. It should. Now, if I hadn't changed his expectation, I would have made a trip to the gym. (laughs) I would have went over and stood close to him with about a 70-pound dumbbell, pretended I was curling. I would have dropped it on his foot. (laughs) And I would have said, hey, man, sorry about that, but in a couple months, when you can walk again, you come back to the gym, that's my fiance over there. Don't be messing with her. I thought... I thought that in my head about 20-something years ago, what I would do in that event. I thought, dumbbell on the foot, I'd do it. Whoopsie. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. You know, you drop something on your foot, it hurts. Can you imagine when those 70-pound dumbbells ain't nothing between? Your your foot's on the concrete. I mean, it'd crush you like a pancake. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So they come out questioning John, who are you? He goes, remember what the Isaiah prophet said? That's me. Are you the Messiah? Is that who you are? And then he answers, he says, he says he's not. He says, I'm that guy that Isaiah was talking about. I'm the one preparing the way here. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. And he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He said, I'm not the one that's doing that. In fact, there's another one coming. I'm not even worthy to carry his shoe. And most people in here are probably not feet people. You want to carry somebody's shoe? Stinky old sandal? He said, I'm not even worthy to do that. I'm not even worthy to be a slave. Is ultimately what he's saying. And then he, skip on down to the 13th. He says, then, he says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And it says, John tried to prevent him. He says, I need to be baptized by you. And you're coming to me? But you have to put yourself in John's position. Of course, here comes Jesus, the Lamb of God. And that's what John said. He says, behold, the Lamb of God. Here he is. And Jesus comes up and says, baptize me. Me? Baptize you? I thought about John... Saying he's the greatest. And he's telling the he's telling the people there's one coming that's even greater. And the people are probably thinking, Greater than you, John the Baptist? How can that be? And then behold, the Lamb of God, here he is. And this greater one saying, You baptize me. And John's like, oh, 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 I mean, I can't baptize you. You need to be baptizing me. I, I thought about what John baptized him in the name of. And what Jesus say? I need you to baptize me in the name of me, me, and me. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit because that was him, all three in one. But Jesus in and said to him, per- permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he allowed him. Permit it to be so. Now, We could just stop right there and just say, um, Jesus did it. If he did it, therefore we need to do it. He came and identified with us. He said it should be done. It should be done. Permit it. It should be done. It says when he'd been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. Behold, the heavens were opened up to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Let me tell you that God said the exact same thing about you. If he's pleased with him, he's pleased with you. If Jesus did it, then we need to do it. And with the way I look at that is he came to identify with us. He said it should be done and he came to identify with us. I wouldn't make my kids do anything that I wouldn't do or I wouldn't ask them to do anything that I haven't done. I wouldn't. I would never do that. Jesus wouldn't either. He's never asked us to do one thing that he hasn't done. He was baptized. He says, deny yourself, pick up the cross and carry it. But he denied himself, picked up the cross and carried it. Not only did he carry it, but he was hung on it. He, he tells us to forgive, but he forgave. He won't ask you to do anything that he hasn't done. He tells us to be merciful. He's extended mercy to you. In fact, his mercies are new every day. And where our sin abounds, grace much more abounds. That means he extended grace to you too. So yes, we're supposed to extend grace to others. He wouldn't ask you to do anything that he hasn't done or wasn't willing to do. And he came right here and he identified with you and with me and with mankind and he was baptized. Praise the Lord. He says, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, and the 17th verse, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Well, I want you to know when you go down in the water, you go down one way, but you come out another. The old man's died, and you leave him down dead in the water, and a new creation comes out. Praise the Lord. It's an action of renewal renewed i've been renewed it should be exciting you should actually want to do this should something be in you. you should want to do it think about it in acts of chapter 16 when paul and silas are there and there's a woman who's a fortune teller and they cast the spirit out of her but her owners went to the law and they said hey this is cutting into our profits these guys are cast the spirit out of her she can't tell the fortunes anymore so they beat them they gave them stripes And then they threw him in prison. So they're in prison and Paul and Silas start praising and singing hymns to him. Then all of a sudden, everything shook violently like an earthquake and the the prison doors fell off and the prison guard there was fixing to fall on his sword and kill himself because he thought that all the prisoners had escaped. And let me tell you, falling on your sword and killing yourself would be uh, far greater than what they would have done to him had he let this thing happen. And Paul said, oh, "Oh, don't kill yourself. We're still here. We're still all right here." And the man fell on his knees, and Paul and Silas uh, uh, ministered to him. They shared the word with him, and he, he said, "What have I got to do to be saved?" He said, "Just believe." And he says, "You and your whole household will be saved." The prisoner guard he takes Paul and Silas back, and he doctors up their straps, and it says, "The whole house was saved, and the whole house was baptized." Praise the Lord. Amen. The whole house was baptized. They were unashamed. Something happened. Something happened in here. Now it's an outward expression. I don't care who knows it. I want everybody to know I'm following Jesus. And it's not just a bumper sticker. Praise the Lord. We ain't talking. We walking. Amen. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and then for the Greek. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation. There's power associated with it. Not being ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I heard the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. In Acts 8, an angel of the Lord showed up and he told Philip. He said, Philip, will not you go down to this road right here? It's out in a remote place. It's in a desert. It's a road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. And Philip goes there. And he's there. And then all of a sudden, there's a, 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 a eunuch. It's an Ethiopian eunuch. And he is head of the treasury of uh, the queen, whose name's Candace. And he's there on the road. And Philip hears him speak Speaking, hears him and he goes over there and he stops him and he, he says what is that you're reading and he was reading he was quoting Isaiah and he was saying like a sheep to the slaughter and going to the shearers silent he's quoting scripture Philip says do you even know what you're saying he said how could I know unless somebody interprets it for me and he interprets it for him The guy gets saved. He said, what have I got to do to be saved? He said, just believe in your heart. Do you believe this? And he said, yes, I do. He was saved. So they're going. They're going along on the way there. And they're in this chariot. And he stops. He says, I see some water over there. Stop. What's preventing me from being baptized? I can't wait. I got to do it right now. I've been saved. I'm a new creation. The old man's died. I can't wait another second. There's some water over there. They're out in the desert. It's probably just a little bitty old mud hole, nasty. And they jump out, and he goes, and he's baptized. And I think about the two words, Jerusalem. He was at Jerusalem. And Jerusalem means peace. And he's on this road that connects, this connecting road to Gaza. And Gaza means strength or power. Most of the time it's used as the word strength, but he's on the road. And these two roads connect peace and they connect strength. And I look at that as saying peace means he's already accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior, and all of a sudden now you've obtained this peace that surpasses all understanding, but there's something else missing. You don't have the strength to go out and do the things that God's called you to do. But you see what was standing, what was on that road between peace and what was strength. That was baptism. That was saying, I'm unashamed. I'm not ashamed. I want everybody to know it. He was like Elf. I'm in love, and I want everybody to know it. One time I let a guy, the Lord, here on a Sunday. He was sitting right over there. He got saved. And then he called the next day. He said, i got to be baptized. And I said, oh, I will, we'll schedule it. And he goes, no, you don't understand. i got to be baptized right now, this second. And I thought, well, where in the world are we going to do it? And he said, I don't care what we do, it's a creek, mud hole, uh, uh, somewhere. And I said, okay, we'll find somewhere. So I thought in my head, well, I could take him down to, uh, this, to uh, the old DuPont Lake down there. And I said, I'll take him down there. It started raining. I'm telling you, lightning cracking across the sky, thunder, the awful thunderstorm that you've ever seen in your life. And I said, you sure you want to get out and do this? And I said, I'm game if you are. And I was like, I don't think we're going to get struck by a lightning out there baptizing you. I mean, I don't think it's wise to jump out in the water with lightning. Don't get me wrong. But this guy said, I can't wait. He's like that Ethiopian. I got to do it now. So we go out in this disgusting water, actually. Because right there close to the shoreline. It's about that deep in and silt. And you step on it, it turns up. It's disgusting. And there's lightning popping. And th- but he said, I got to do it now. He was excited. He was pumped. So we went in there and baptized him right in the middle of a thunderstorm, lightning storm. And uh, I just think about, man, the excitement. That's the excitement we need. That's the way we need to be, just like this uh, Ethiopian eunuch, just like that boy was that day, unashamed. Praise the Lord. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. And I'll just close with that. For as many of you as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. I got up this morning. I went into my closet. I found these jeans that I bought six or eight weeks ago. They had tags still on them. I had not even tried them on. I got them out. I took the tags off. I put them on. They're brand new. Brand new. Never been washed. Brand new. They're new. New clothes. New clothes. You know what I like even better than that? Some new shoes. You get your new boots on, or you you lace them up. Man, they're new and they just they just feel good. They're new. You know what I mean? New outfit. That's what baptism is. It's new. You get robed with righteousness. You putting on Jesus. It's a new. People should look at you differently because you're wearing Jesus. You know how they have those models and they come out and they're walking down the runway and they go, This is so and so wearing Tommy Hilfiger and Dior and um, Michael Kors or whatever. When you go walking down the runway, people should see you and go, Look at him. He's wearing Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. He's wearing Christ. She's wearing Christ. How can you tell? Look at the way they're walking. We ain't going by the way they're talking. Look at the way they're walking. Praise the Lord. Y'all excited? I'm excited. Baptism's important. It's important. Putting on a new outfit. So we're going to baptize some people. I assume we are. I only know of one for sure. This may be a baptism. This will be something you'll never forget. It may be something you'll never forget more ways than one. I don't know yet. I'll know in a moment. That heater wasn't working last night <laughs> on that water. But I got up here early this morning and it appeared to be on. I don't know if it was producing any heat, but the light was on. Okay? So. Pain, pain is only, it's temporary, temporary. <laughs> the River Jordan did not have a heater. Of it wasn't cold over there, but. Before you get baptized... Uh, the first step is to get is to get saved. To say, yes, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. And make Him your personal Lord and Savior and surrender your life to Him. And then the step two is to be baptized. And we'll get into what else is available to you next week. John said, I'm coming to baptize you in water. He said, there's another one coming. He's going to baptize you in something else. We're going to talk about the something else. I love the something else. Man, it's good. The first step is to get saved. Acknowledge him as your personal Lord and Savior and just secure your eternal destination. Do I have to be baptized? Well, the the thief on the cross wasn't baptized. He couldn't be baptized. He got hung up. Bad joke, but literally, he was hung up. He couldn't get down and get baptized. What about 9-11? There's people in the building. There's people that accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior before they died of a horrible death. They would have loved to have gotten baptized. They didn't get the opportunity. We do. Amen. Praise the Lord. I guess the question, do I have to? Why would you not want to? Because it's this, it's this right here. I have a new association with Christ. I'm, it's a, I've declared it. So that should change the way you look at me. Praise the Lord. Man, God's good, isn't he? Isn't he good? Let me tell you, we've we got to move. We've we got to go. But you know, I hope we grow to 10,000 people but ain't nothing gonna change. I'm not ever gonna have a script. I'm not gonna know what I'm preaching a year ahead of time. I'm not gonna be on a time clock, 1128, shut her down. Never will I do that. If I'm asked to do that, you have to get somebody else. You know, churches do that. I understand some of them have to because they're streaming live and maybe they only have a certain amount of time on TV. I don't know. I don't know all those things. But never could I say sorry, Holy Spirit. But it's eleven twenty-eight. We've got to go. We've got to shut you down. See, if, anyway, I'm just thankful that we get to come in without a, an agenda and just uh, just uh, go which way the Lord leads. It's good. It's real good. It's good stuff. Good folks. Good family. Serving a good God. Good God. Amen. Let's close our eyes for a moment.